reading from the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, Book One, Chapter Five, Text Fifty-Eight. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Shri Parikshit Uvacha. Ata Shri Yaravendrasya. Pimo Narma Suritama. Vihasyo Jair Ivachedam. Shrinu Shri Krishna. Shishyate. See, Parikshit continued, then Bhima, the bosom friend of the Lord of the Yadavas, <coughs> laughed loudly and said, Please listen, my dear disciple of Sri Krishna. Purport. The word Narma denotes natural joking between intimate, intimate, intimate friends. Bhima was so intimate with Krishna that Bhima could pretend to discern in Narada's character the faults the sage had acquired in Krishna's association. For example, Narada must have learned from Krishna how to cleverly juggle the meaning of words, just as Krishna always juggled words himself. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Vishnam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyas Cha Kripa Sindhu Bhayeva Cha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> I don't know what's happening to my voice, but there is something happening. So a quick context. We have all been following the story. As Narada is searching for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And somehow or other, it's going progressively because each devotee points to the a devotee who seems to have more of Krishna's mercy because they have more of Krishna. Um, any person gives himself in love, the greater the force of love, the greater the revelation of the person. And that revelation of Krishna is his mercy. Krishna's mercy is the experience of Krishna, which is our relationship with Krishna, which is that energy 
uh, of love between us and Krishna, prema, kumarta, mahan. The greatest artha or value, prema, prema, pumarta, pumarta, the, the greatest artha is, is love. So, Hanuman pointed to, Prahlad pointed to Hanuman because Hanuman was intimately serving Krishna, where Prahlad was just meditating on Krishna mostly and, and appreciating his glories. And then Hanuman is glorifying the Pandavas because they had, while, while Hanuman was serving Krishna, the Pandavas had a much more intimate relationship. So, so Narada is, is carrying the message from one devotee who's pointed to another devotee. He's carrying it to the other devotee to explain why he's approaching that person for that person's mercy because that person is a recipient of mercy. And that's how the process of bhakti works. The process of bhakti works is our hearts are vessels of love and they become filled with love in relationship with those who have love. There are six loving exchanges in devotion. Tadati pratagrinati, guyam ajachi prichati, bhunte bojyate chaiva. Giving gifts, accepting gifts, revealing one's mind in confidence. Um, explaining or teaching, teaching or learning, basically, giving giving prasad and accepting prasad. Um, anyway, these are the exchanges of love, and they're especially recommended because the, the exchanges of love open up this channel or conduit between your heart and another, which is why it's so important the quality of one's association will be commensurate with the level of advancement one makes. So, um, Nard is naturally just in his search for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. So he he is explaining to each person he approaches based on what the previous devotee has said about that person, he glorified that person. And as we see, each person deflects that praise because the faith of a Vaishnava is not to be served, but to serve. And it's not in his psychology to be glorified or to accrue power for control in any way. And one of the um, ways in which one can be <laughs> can control is to um, invoke appreciation and reverence for others. Um, that's why as a Vaishnava, um, 
everything's done as a service. They take positions of authority. It's very, very important to understand that if one wants to advance in spiritual life and one has a position of authority, they do it completely in the mood of service. And their main focus in that is not their position of authority, but their teacher's position of authority and their adherence to his will. Um, like Prabhupada, when he, I, I always remember that tape when Prabhupada was in 26th Second Avenue and it stuck it in my mind. I've since that tape and there were like screeching and noise outside because it wasn't such a good um, neighborhood. And then Prabhupada was reflecting why I have come to this place. Because the place that one willingly, if you get to choose where you're staying, and sometimes at retirement we have that choice, maybe not, but when we choose a place, the place should be commensurate with fulfilling our desires, whether those desires are spiritual or material. So a spiritual person naturally likes to be in a holy place um, because it's commensurate with his desires to remember Krishna and to serve Krishna. And one shouldn't leave a holy place. Um, there, I, when I was in Vrindavan and uh, Vikram was helping me there, he would go to this lecture sometimes in the morning of this famous Vaishnava who's still very prominent in Vrindavan. And that, that Vaishnava was lecturing in Hindi on Vrindavan Mahimamrita by Prabodhananda Saraswati, which is the ultimate glorification of Vrindavan. There's even verses that say, I would rather hear the idle talk of the Vrindavasis than attain love of God at any place else. So it's the ultimate glorification of Vrindavan. And, and, and this particular guru, his disciples moved to Vrindavan whether they're grihastas or what, they're, they're filling up Vrindavan. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. He's in the Radhavalaba line. So Vikram would some, sometimes come back with, with notes. And this person said that um, one should never leave Vrindavan. But if one leaves Vrindavan to give Vrindavan, then that's the same as living in Vrindavan. So Prabhupada was in this place and it wasn't commensurate with what you would think his desires would be. Even on a material platform, being aristocratic, why would you be in the Lower East Side? Being retired, why you would be in the Lower East Side? Being a devotee, why would you be in the Lower East Side? So Prabhupada is questioning why I have come here, why I have come here. And then he said, you know, it, it um, was simply uh, on the order of my spiritual master. Um,
Anyway, Narada's searching for that mercy, which is the best search. And uh, he glorifies, he comes to the Hastinapur and he's glorifying the Pandavas, specifically Yudhisthira, profusely. And then naturally, because the, uh, I actually, okay, I remember my point that um, I don't remember my point. That of Yudhisthira, and we've gone over this to flex the praise. Because his objective is not false ego to enjoy and control. So he doesn't need people to put him in a position of worship. Nor does he want that. So it's a nice natural psychological uh, condition of, of, of a real devotee who has faith. He has trust in an objective of service, not enjoyment, service, not control. So we see his, his heart, and then Yudhisthira rejects it. And, and because the mercy of the Pandavas is not just that there's mercy on one of them, but there's mercy on their whole family. It's like exceptional mercy. Balad can't say that. Hanuman can't say that. The Brahmin, it, it, it's the whole family gets that, that gets mercy. So he's, he's not just saying Yudhisthira, but each one, from Yudhisthira to his mother, to all the Pandavas, they're each in the same mood because they're all pure devotees. And what is their interest? Anukulyena Krishna nu shilanam. It's, it's favorable for Krishna, not for themselves. They're completely focused on the pleasure of Krishna. So they deflect praise. And, and Yudhisthira has a very, very interesting take. And we see again in that consciousness, it's just not selfish, it's just not self-centered. It's completely focused on, on service with faith that that's the soul and that's our consciousness and that's our, our, that's our, our life. The example was given as a fish in water. That's our real environment. That's what's our, our satisfaction. That's our duty. That's our, our, our love. And um, Yudhisthira has a very unique concern. His unique concern is not that he suffered. To him, that's not such an indication. That's not a reason for him to deflect mercy. Deflect, deflect praise as an object of mercy. Because he can understand that. He can understand how, how difficult he may be mercy. But what his pain is, 
is the example it sets for others. That if others see that the devotee suffers so much, they may lose faith. They may lose faith. So that's his concern. He already has, he was, and I, I would say, in terms of Yudhisthira, this deep conviction of his, I'm not worried about my own troubles. When you say, oh, you're the greatest Yudhisthira, you got mercy. I'm not going to deflect that and say, I don't have mercy because I, 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 I accept the difficulty. He knows that that can be mercy. Because that doubt of his was already cleared when he went to his grandfather. Where he couldn't understand how that was mercy. Because he suffered so much. And of course, that great sense has seen that his grandfather, Bhishma, on the bed of arrows, was crying and looked at him and said, you don't deserve to live. Your pain was so great that more merciful for you would be to, less painful for you to die than live what you went through. And then Yudhisthira wanted that doubt cleared. He wanted that doubt cleared. How is that mercy? And Bhishma Dev explained very, very clearly that what mercy is, is the elevation of consciousness. That's what real mercy is. The things that elevate our consciousness. And, and Bhishma Dave told them how. If you can approach your difficulties with an understanding that it's God's mercy. And therefore respond to it in a way um, to get the fruit to, uh, in other words, I, I made that statement, what comes to you is for you to understand how it's for you. Then the real mercy is when you understand how your difficulties are for you. And how are they for you? They're specifically geared on your consciousness and heart to elevate your consciousness. Karma takes the shape of your heart. It takes the shape of your consciousness. It's kind of like, let's say if your consciousness is uh, raggedy or something, karma has a way of shaping yourself, purifying yourself. What happens to you is specifically designed for you based on what God has witnessed in you in the past by your actions and activities. Based on that, God creates an environment specifically geared at your heart to 
remove the misconceptions that are fortifying the false ego and covering your soul from the light of God's love. So what Bhishma Dev said is, and, and Yudhisthira understood this, that if you respond properly in humility, under guidance, with humility, under guidance, and appropriately. So if you respond, you respond with humility, appropriately, and under guidance, then a very wonderful thing will happen. You will understand what that was for. If you understand what that was for, you'll understand why it was worth it, worth it and why it was mercy. So you just he understood this, but it was paining him that the common people wouldn't understand. And it was paining him so much he, he could not understand how he was a recipient of mercy if the example of his life was so discouraging to others. And that even his dharma resulted in the loss of his grandfather and his guru, Dronacharya. And that was happening. And then that's real pain. Real pain is to lose those in your life that play an important role in your life on different levels. Someone may play an, a, a physical level. They, they support you. An emotional level. There's a relationship with you. And you lose that, it's, it, it's, it's very, very painful. But the greatest pain is those who, who um, are, the, are the spiritual inspiration to your life. For one who, who has some, some, of some elevation of consciousness, that's the real pain. Anyway, so Yudhisthira deflects the plays. Now, Bhima, and, and Bhima is described in it, Narma Suritama. Narma is, means joking, and it's put before Saka or Saki, between Gopi or Gopa, Narma Saki, Narma uh, Gopa, or um, to indicate some intimacy, because Narma means joking. So it, it's someone who is very close that you can um, relate intimately with. And so he's called Narma Surit, Surit means good heart, close in heart, close friend, and tama, 
Tama means utama, the highest, joking, close friend, the closest bosom friend of the Lord. He laughed loudly and said, please listen to me, dear disciple of Sri Krishna. Please listen to me, Narada. I'm going to explain to you why I'm not an object of mercy. Amusha nirboda charita varidhir mayadi heitosh chaturva vali goro pavartate vag vabahara koshalam nakutra kim tan navayam pratima. Krishna is the original source of illusion, the guru of all clever deceivers. His acts are fathomless like an ocean. We have little faith in the many crafty things he does, says and does. Doesn't he have all sorts of motives? Purport, Maya means magic and it also means material nature, the source of illusion in the created world. So the created world is an illusion. And what's the illusion? That things are separated from God which is caused by our desire to have a sense of superiority. And that sense of superiority is, is, is destroyed in reality. Because you'll see in Prema how everything's connected to God. So... So anyway, it's it's a very informal relationship with be, be uh, uh, this is Bhima is saying. Um, and we don't really know he's saying our relationship with Krishna. It's so informal, it's so joking. We don't know if we're really receiving mercy. We don't know. Sri Prakshiruvacha. Shushokam abadan matas tatomama patamaha Krishna prana sukha sriman arjuna Nishravasam Bahu. Prichard said, Then, dear mother, my grandfather Arjuna. Prichard's father is Abhimanyu, and Abhimanyu is the son of Arjuna. So, therefore, he says, My dear mother, my grandfather Sriman Arjuna, the intimate friend of Krishna, dejectedly spoke, sighing again and again. So, here he's described as a purport, it's going to say, Bhima was Krishna's Narmasaka, the Lord's bosom friend, but Arjuna was Krishna's Pranasaka. And Pranasaka means that is Krishna and Arjuna were dearer to one other than life. Pranasaka, your friend, which is your life. In such an extent that without your friend, you have no life. This is the gopi's mood I explain many times when they see Krishna, the Kali, a serpent. Krishna is our life. Govindavarheni. 
In your absence, the world remains vacant. Krishna is my life. It's my meaning. Matchita, my heart. Matkata, my goal. Matchita, my prana, my life. So now hearing that praise, Arjuna is going to speak. And he's going to speak Sasokam very sadly. Very sadly, he's going to speak. When he hears, you are the topmost recipients of Krishna's mercy, he speaks very sadly. And why is he going to speak very sadly? And he'll explain. Blessed Arjuna said, O godly Narada, the great mercy your beloved Lord supposedly postponed upon us has in fact because, be, be, become the cause of our sorrow. So what, what, what's the mercy? Well, he became our driver. He was so intimate with us. He was so intimate with us. Let's just think of, 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 of Prabhupada's mercy. Let's say if one had a relationship with Prabhupada, that Prabhupada was concerned, a personal concern for if something happened to him. And Prabhupada showed his personal concern. And maybe even did something for his disciple. So... So he's going to say, yes, you, you think that's mercy? That Christian became a chariot driver? Now he'll explain another vision of that, swayed by dry speculation, concerned only for their own dharma. Bhishma and others on the field of war fiercely attacked Lord Krishna, piercing his armor and flesh. Lord Krishna, the wielder of the Sudarshana Chakra, tolerated for my sake those repeated attacks on his divine body, although I tried to stop him. So Krishna may have been merciful, had good intentions, wanted to serve us. But it brought us great grief, and it's going to explain in text 62 through 70, Arjuna explains how Krishna's good intentions often brought the Pandavas to grief. During the 18 days of battle of Kurukshetra, even though Krishna had promised to take up no weapons himself, warriors like Bhishma more than once attacked him because Krishna wanted Arjuna victorious at all costs. Krishna never turned away from these attacks, but repeatedly exposed to the danger of injury, his tender body more precious to Arjuna than his own, because he's pranasaki, Krishna's his life. And when you love someone, 
you feel their happiness and distress. In the first verse of Balap Kushmanjari, it says, Manjari Sakhi Patita. It was questioning Rati Manjari. Who is Raghunath Das Goswami Siddhisarup? Rati Manjari comes and she sees that even though your husband is not home, Rupa, there is a red mark on your face. So the idea was is that there's such a, it's called Tud Tud Bhava Ichamayi. It, it means that this type of love of these young gopis is their love is so much for Srimati Radharani that they feel even physically anything that happens to her. That's why it's called Manjari, because Manjari is the, the um, little flower on the Tulsi tree. So if the tree shakes, the flower also shakes. That's why it's Manjari. So, the, so, so Arjuna is Pransaka, and he's feeling everything that's happening to Krishna. So he's saying, yes, he was my chariot driver, and that appeared to be mercy, but that was hell for us. And we have to understand on this platform what it's trying to describe is this is God's love, and what is God's love? What is that like? If there is a God, what is his love like? It must be infinitely sweet, infinitely beautiful, in infinitely pleasurable, infinitely intense. So Arjuna has God's love. But therefore, he, 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 he's, and God loves him, it's reciprocating, but he, he, how does he feel when he sees that Krishna is being attacked to serve him? Bhishma and the others who tried to harm Krishna justified themselves on the grounds that they were following principles of righteous warfare. Vitri adiopi hantavya shatriyena ranangame. On the battlefield, the kshatriya should be ready to kill even his father or other relatives. But since Krishna is the aim of all true religious principles, the attacks on him were unrighteous. Arjuna says that the warriors who attacked Krishna did so because their understanding was dry and impersonal. They reasoned that since Krishna is the absolute truth, he cannot feel pain when pierced by weapons, so attacking him is not wrong. This means, Arjuna implies, that they were not pure devotees and had no real understanding of the sweet, honey taste of Krishna's lotus feet. So Krishna, in love for his devotees, develops real needs for, for, for their love to the extent it says in Bhakti Sandarbha and worshiping the deity. If you have love for Krishna and you bathe him in cold water in the winter, he will get sick. If you don't feed him, he will starve. So in, in that type of relationship,
Krishna develops needs for the devotee's service. So it, it, it's a really interesting. So it's, it's saying that these others, they didn't have, they, they had more of a, uh, a, a Yeah, that's why in, in Shantaras, when it describes in Bhakti Rasa Mrita Sindhus, the tapasvis and the, the yogis, they can be devotees, but they have such a conception of God's imminence that there's no impetus to serve. And therefore, the force of their love is not as great. Yes, they sit, they meditate, they appreciate God's power, his grandeur, Aishwarya Gan, but there's no need to serve. So here is saying, because they had that conception, oh, it's Krishna. Oh, it's my deity. He's God. If I don't feed him, there's no problem. If I don't put him to rest and I forget to put him to rest, there's no problem. But that 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 means that the the depth of relationship and reciprocation is not very strong. So Arjuna is feeling it and he's thinking and, and they're not feeling it. The blows Krishna received in battle seemed to penetrate his skin and draw blood. The attacks were earnest and forceful enough to have been fatal for a human fighter. More likely, however, the so-called blood flowing from Krishna's transcendental body was actually perspiration, an ecstatic symptom of his compassion for devotees. Krishna's purpose to show the world how much concern he feels for his devotees. Arjuna tried to dissuade Krishna from facing these challenges. He told Krishna, my dear Lord, since you promised not to join the fight, why are you advancing to kill Bhishma? Why are you accepting the blows of Bhagadatta and others while I am here to protect you? Speaking like this, Arjuna grabbed hold of Krishna's feet and tried to stop him from attacking Bhishma. Ultimately, Krishna's sweet will is supreme. He is Chakrapani, the wielder of the Sudarshana disc. With this eternal weapon, he could have effortlessly warded off all attacks and killed all opponents whenever he wished, but he bore the blows of various enemies just to increase Arjuna's fame. So Arjuna, now, now he's talking to, to Narada, with this conception, this conception of, 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 of Krishna actually suffering, actually taking those blows on his body out of service for him when he begged him not to, out of love. And he says, Tanmei Chinteo Japi. Hridayam Napasarpati Dukashalyam Ato Brahman Shukam Me Jayatam Kitam. Even today, Brahma, as Tanme Chintio Japi, as today, Adya, 
Chintia, I am remembering these incidences. Ridayam, in my heart, does not come out dukkha. The dukkha salyam, the arrow of grief does not remove from my heart as I remember these incidences today. Therefore, O Brahman, sukha me jayatam katam. How katam jayatam? How can it rise? My happiness. When I remember these things, how can I? Re- how can my happiness arise? Karmana yena dukam syan nijapriya janasyahi natasya charanam prate karunyasyapi lakshanam. Acts that bring pain to a dear one are not signs of compassion or love. I'm lamenting because I am the cause of Krishna's pain because he agreed to drive my chariot and fight in the war for me. I am the cause. And he's feeling it so deeply in his heart. Karmana, because of action, yena, the action which which I caused, dukam, fiat came about, Nija Priya Janasya, Nija, my own Priyasya Jana, my own dear person, I brought this happiness about. And therefore, he certainly, this behavior, pretty, Karunasya Api, Karunasya Api, it is not the Lakshmana, it's not the sign of compassion or love. So how can you say, I am the recipient of Krishna's mercy? And if that mercy is our love, my actions brought pain to Krishna, so how can that be a symptom of love? When I refuse to kill Bhishma, Drona, and others, Krishna, the best of wise scholars, taught me something to induce me to go ahead and kill them. Hearing only the literal meaning of what Krishna taught may please dry scholars, but to us whose life and soul lies in glorifying pure devotional surface, those instructions by the Lord give great pain. Purport, the Upanishads convey the essence of Vedic knowledge, and Srimad Bhagavatam conveys the essence of the Upanishads. Various exalted sages become the receivers or rishis of each of the Upanishads. But Bhagavan Sri Krishna choose to speak his own Gita directly to his friend and devotee Arjuna. Because Arjuna is too humble to think himself great and is disappointed by Krishna having left the Pandavas, he does not consider himself a favored devotee of Krishna's. Therefore, he tries to deny the transcendental value of the Gita. That is only a ploy, however, to distract Narada 
Arjuna's argument is here is not valid. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna teaches pure devotional service. And he chooses to speak it to Arjuna because Arjuna is one of his purest devotees. And this is from Gita Upanishads. I think it's by Shankaracharya. I'm not sure. Sarvo Panishado Gavo. The Gita, the essence of all the Upanishads is just like a cow. And Krishna, who is famous as a coward boy, is milking this cow. Arjuna is just like a calf and learned scholars and pure devotees ought to drink that nectarian milk of Bhagavad Gita. So the Gita is like a cow and Krishna is milking the cow and Arjuna is the calf who's receiving that milk. And as, as, as when, when the calf gives milk, the calf drinks some of the milk and the rest of the milk is, is by others. So what a beautiful analogy. The Gita is like a cow. And Arjuna is like the cowherd boy milking it. And the calf, Arjuna is like the calf. He's drinking that milk, but not all that milk. And devotees drink that. even carefully studying the import of those instructions has not made me any happier. Rather, his words only make me remember how he deceived me. According to all Vaishnava commentators, including Sridhar Swami, Ramanuja Acharya, Madhva Acharya, Jiva Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti, and Baladeva Yabhushana, the purport of the Gita is that Krishna is the supreme truth and that the perfection of life is to serve him with devotion. But in the ecstasy of separation, Arjuna reads the purport otherwise. He thinks Krishna spoke these instructions just to trick him into agreeing to kill his teachers, Bhishma and Drona. Okay, I think I've gone about as far as I can go. Krishna's cut off the faucet of my realizations now. So we can have some reflections. Um, Jamuna Jaya, if you're still there, you can start. Thank you, Maharaj. Yes, I'm still here. I'm just really loving this, that Krishna developed needs for us. And it's just so funny because last night I was on the altar and I was leaving Yoga Maya to go to Bhakti Center and the trains were all messed up. And I'm looking at my watch and I was like, Oh God, <laughs> I can't be late for dinner. <laughs> and so I hop in a cab, it's pouring rain. I get in the cab and of course the cab is like, and I'm tapping my toe and the guy is saying, what's wrong? And I, and I was like, I laughed to myself because what am I supposed to say to him? I have to feed God dinner now. You got to, <laughs> all I could think was like, I, I wasn't late. I made it, but I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be late giving Christian dinner. You have to hurry up. So I was right. Really imagine if you just thought. Imagine if you just thought. Anyway, he's God. He'll, he, you know, he can eat it. Then, no, he <laughs> no. develops needs 
according to the devotion of the devotee, God actually develops needs. It's a yeah. very beautiful, it says that, I, I know in the Bhakti Sandarbha about deity worship, that that's God's beauty. He develops needs for our service. So nice. Right. So if he didn't become hungry, then what is the devotion? Okay, that's nice. Jamadajaya, Haribo. Thank you, Raj. Anybody else, Gail, you usually have a question. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Not just relishing today. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you. Okay, I didn't make up anything today, so my class is not interesting. <laughs> Okay. It's all, it was all, it was interesting. It was interesting. Love is always interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gurudev. Hi, Bo. Thank you so much for those beautiful analogies. It's always charming my mind. That was one of the reasons why I really felt Krishna consciousness is my path because all of those beautiful analogies they are creating such a aesthetic pleasure in my mind when i'm listening to them like arjuna is a calf and krishna is a cowherd boy and bhagavad yes that that's a beautiful one right it is yeah krishna is the cow arjuna is the cowherd boy uh, uh, yeah arjuna is the cow uh the cowherd boy wait well, how did it go bhagavad gita is the cow and Krishna is yeah, Bhagavad Gita is the cow, and Krishna is the cowherd boy, and Arjuna is the calf. Yes. And the when the milk comes out, the devotees also agree. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, I'm looking for, I mean, I don't like to leave Govardhan, but it gives me some solace that we'll have one of those beautiful programs at your house, you know? We'll try our best to to console okay. you. <laughs> Can anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Kamala Tarrada. Hare Krishna Guruzev. Nice to see both of you. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. Thank you for how's the weather, how's the weather there now in Argentina? It's good. It's summer, right? It's still summer. It's some, we have okay. a few days that are chilly, but it's, it's still summer. Okay, hi, Mo. Hi. Thank you so much for class, Maharaj. I love this uh, last Gita Mahatmya ana yeah. uh, analogy. It was it, it it blew my mind. I really love it. Yeah, very good. Did Did your friend come back yet from India? Are you still in India? No, he's still there. He saw Jagannivas yesterday. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they went to Barcelona. Well, he's he's he enjoying says he's it. He's staying in Vrindavan based on your recommendation. Oh, oh I, yeah, because I think they wanted to move to Govardhan, but it's it's better to keep Vrindavan as a base for them. So, okay. But they're having a nice time. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, good. Hare Krishna. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Right to see you and hear from you. See you on the 18th, right? Yes. Okay. Right and early. Okay. Hi, Bo. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you so much for the class. 
I love very much that Krishna's mercy is experience of Krishna and this is love between the devotee and between Krishna. And I also yes. love very much that giving um, Vrindavan is uh, to live in it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Very good. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. It's wonderful to hear from you as always. We'll see you at Jai Shirades, hopefully. Yes, definitely. Okay. Be nice to all be together in creative Vrindavan mood, mm -hmm. chanting and hearing. Yes, Take always. It's the, okay. Okay. I'm also going to have a program at uh, Bhakti Bandhav at the end of April. So you can come down for that, and then maybe you can pick me up and drive me to Rocket Hots or something. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'm working out the d dates with Rasikananda Maharaj. Okay, anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. It's Ishwari. Ishwari, Haribo. Staying okay. off screen. I'm a bit under the weather today. You're a little under the weather? Yeah, just a little. I'll be fine by tomorrow. I'll be fine by the time I come back. I'd like to see you. Okay. Um, thank you. Hare Krishna. Okay, anybody else? Say hello. Hare right, Krishna Garage. It's Logavinda. I'm Braja. Thank you for thank class. class. Okay. Thank you for coming to the class. <laughs> Can't wait to see so, you. <laughs> tomorrow I'll, I'll head to Vrindavan. Oh, nice. Pick up some the waves of devotion now have been printed finally. Nice. So I'll pick up my 50 copies. We'll bring a few of them back. Okay. Haribo. Haribo. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Guru. Hare Krishna. Amala. I pray for peace. Haribo. <laughs> I do. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Hare. Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. Hare. Nice to see you there. Okay, you're feeling good now, right? I see your hands yeah, are folded without a cast. Yeah, okay. it's much better. Yeah, yeah, it's much better. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj, it's Yvette. Thank you so much for class. Okay. Now, Yvette, where do you live? I live close to Bhaktivandav. Um, okay, I'll let you know when I have a program. Yeah. That'd be great if you can come. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. Haribo. Anybody Haribo. else? Hare Krishna, Shirupa. Looking forward hey. to you coming back. Yeah, okay. Be great. We'll have to organize that program at Bhaktivandav between you and Tote and a few people. We'll have some fun. I'll give you the Sounds dates. exciting. It does. We have to have some excitement. Okay. Haribo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Brajrade here. Brajrade, I'll have to visit your place again, too. Yeah. Sometime. We'll, we'll have we'll... a program, Guru Maharaj, with you. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Haribo. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to head out now. Thank you all. Bunchakalpa through this.